Good day. I'm Mark Sylvester, your host for this Hacking the Red Circle conversation, where we talk to people in the TEDx world you'll want to know better. The show is designed to learn what it takes to produce, organize, promote, and create a world-class event. If you're an experienced organizer, you'll get some great tips. Veteran organizers share lessons they've learned so that first-timers can avoid common missteps. There are hundreds of amazing people in the TEDx universe, and we talk to a lot of them. If this is your first time to the show, welcome. We produce Hacking the Red Circle every week. You'll want to subscribe so you don't miss any upcoming episodes. Now, on with the show. Hey, everybody. How are you? Uh, We're doing another Skype call. This time, I'm calling the other side of the planet. Uh, I would like you to meet um, Rashi Saxena from Koromongala, which is in uh, Bangalore, India. So I apologize for the audio quality, but the fact that I can talk to someone on the other side of the world is awesome. Rashi, how are you today? I'm good. Uh, how, how about you? I am great. I am so glad you uh, you reached out to me. I uh, had posted, I think, about eight weeks ago that we were doing this show, and you were one of the first to get up and say, I want to be on the show. And so uh, we've, we've got you on, and we're actually launching today, so this is very, very exciting. Yeah, I think it's very exciting for me as well. I think this, uh, this is my first TED conference, so I am quite excited. In fact, it's my first trip outside my continent. So I think there's always a there's always a first time for everything. So I just want to make sure that I, you know, jump into it. So you're going to be at TED Fest um, next week. Is that right? Yes. And it, it is going to be great to, to see you in person with 560 other um, TED organizers. That'll be great. Now tell me... Um, what was your first TED experience? I think my first TED experience was probably uh, when TED when TED got uh, when when TED was brought to India in two thousand nine. I think it happened in the Mysore Infosys campus. I think that's when I actually got to know about it. Uh, I mean, they, they're more of a digital story platform, so you do see videos on YouTube. But then I've always been fascinated as to how things work integrally, the behind the scenes. So I think the first the first time where I actually got organizational experience would be in 2014. I think when, when TEDx, when there was a TEDx Bangalore held. So you went to TEDx Bangalore. Did you know the people that were um, producing that event? Yes. Uh, so I... I I actually volunteered, so I was a part of I, I was a part of the first two editions of TEDx Bangalore. So it was a large city level event, uh, well funded, uh, speakers from all across the globe, higher budget, larger events. So I think uh, there I there there weren't many challenges. I think the only challenges were probably uh, reaching out to the to our community as a whole, as a city that this is happening, this and this is happening here, and you know, go ahead. How how big was that first event? How many how uh, many people? I think there were around a thousand. Oh my uh, goodness! Yeah, quite a few. I was I would say a thousand. Yes. And and what was it like volunteering? 
it was a lot of fun i think i mean, it's not something that you've done before i mean and i was in college then back then i was i was doing my undergrad so it was a new experience for me and as a result i managed to i managed to meet some amazing people who are still friends with me so yeah at the end of the day i think what i've taken back is good friend, good company and and amazing conversations that is um exactly what happens with ted and you'll find uh, when you go to ted fest you're going to meet a, a ton of more people and make even more friends have you um have you been to other you said this is the first time off the continent but have you been to other tedxs in the region of course uh we did we had we had a tedx south asia workshop in sri lanka last year and it was i think the best week of my life i had so much fun uh we had i mean i mean you know you say love thy neighbor i i truly do now so you got to meet um daniel cervantes from uh kl no i will meet daniel i think i'll meet daniel at ted fest so i got to meet safra from colombo oh right uh it is a it is a from pakistan uh i got to meet the team from nepal bangladesh japan afghanistan so so listen of, to the for my listener right now who's who's listening did you hear all those cities she said i mean that's one of the great things about being involved in tedx and as an organizer and going to workshops is you get to meet was that a two day workshop or a one day workshop it was it was a three day it was three a two day. day workshop two day workshop uh, along with along with tedx colombo but then obviously most of us went stretched it for a week so we had a good week in colombo and safra being the ninja that she is uh, she <laughs> put up a fabulous show i love that the uh, the the work, what was your um was the the thing that you feel like was the most value of going to the workshop i think at the end of the day uh, what i've realized is that uh, however far we are at the end of the day i think the only thing that really really uh, you know knits us together is the fact that we're all humans and emotions drive us yeah that's that's true i mean that's what makes a great ted talk is one that's really emotional right that that gets you going no but it you know i mean it's it's really hard to get it just right and i think i and i think i think most of us who are in the community are extraordinary i think maybe because we've because we've managed to you know sort of uh, how, how do i how do i put it i think we we've, we've managed to articulate articulate our thoughts in a way that are presentable maybe because we've we've been doing this for a while now it's uh, i would agree with that that it's not uh, we believe that everybody has a ted talk inside them but whether they can get it out and get it out in 18 minutes is a different story entirely now you your tedx in koromongala uh, is this the first tedx that you've produced no the first so i as the thing is the funny thing is i before actually jumping on to being uh you know being the organizer or the primary licensee i've i've been a part of quite a few so i was a part of terex bangalore i was a part of terex gateway which happens in mumbai 
uh, and then I was a part of a youth event. I was I was help I was I would be the co-organizer of the youth event, and then I realized that you know I think I know enough. I I have experience with. I have experience with larger events, with larger budgets, and I have experience with smaller events, smaller budgets. And then I decided to do one for my university in 2015. So TEDx BMSIT was the first TEDx event. Oh my goodness! So now this is the first. Now tell me a little about Koromangala. What, what's that town like? So it's actually not a town. It's actually a prominent uh, area in Bangalore. Uh, I would, I would. I think many people call it the startup hub of Bangalore. It's ah, yes. so um, so and 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 I'm 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 quite grateful that I live there. So I live in Kormangla as well. You know that's that's interesting that you mentioned that because I've heard that from other TEDxes that they are in the startup area. Um, Hanu in Finland, um, he's in the that part of Helsinki which is the startup capital. So I'm going to guess that that gives you um, access to some very, very interesting speakers. It does. And more interestingly, it gives me access to be quite fertile. I mean, I can, I can, you know, uh, yeah, it does. It, it actually gives us a lot more options. And actually, Bangalore is also known as the startup capital of India. So and then Korumangala. So yes, I am. I mean, I'm in the right spot. I could say. <laughs> but what what are you going to do now? Your event is in October of, of this year, 2017. But the the person who's that's listening a, that's sort of like a tentative date. But yes, it will be sometime this year, or it'll be early next year. But it, it would happen soon. It would happen in the next year. And, and what are you going to do to make that very unique and unique to your region? I would say I think uh, fresher perspectives. Fresher. Okay. So what does that mean exactly? When I say fresher perspectives, um, I think you know. Uh, I think. Startups in general suffer from a lot of uh, me too's and me too's and me here and me there. I think uh, since I am in the startup capital, I mean, I would have, I would ideally, ideally have a mix, right? I mean, at the end of the day, uh, the the lineup that you have of speakers is supposed to be a, a good mix of, say, scientists, inventors, and creators, and all of that. So, I think r rather than people uh, coming up and talking about a certain app, I would. I would focus more on on something that they've created and they talk about their journey and the hardships and struggles of it. The um I I I, I love the, yeah, don't just get up there and talk about your app. Like do something a little more interesting yeah, wait, about the journey, yeah, right? Exactly. I, I think at the end of the day it's all about the journey. Even if something does not end up or even or even if it's not something that you've imagined in your head i think the i think more important is the story and the problem is many of them forget to tell the story or some people are just too embarrassed to tell the story i don't know you know i love studying storytelling it's it's the thing that i probably spend more time on than anything else and the part that is is challenging is especially when you're coaching your speakers is to help identify the struggle 
the conflict, the drama, because if you don't have conflict, you don't have a story. All you have is a list of facts. Yeah, I, I, I think I think it takes. I think the most important thing is courage, and I think once you have that courage of conviction that you can you can go out there and still be heard and not be criticized. I think half your battle is won there. So, um, how much courage does it take to be a TEDx organizer? Oh, don't even get me started about it. Oh, I oh. am getting you started. Come on, <laughs> come on, Rashi. This is this is no I, one's listening to us. You can talk to me. It's it's challenging. It's challenging, uh, especially if if you have. I mean, if you're just into your job. It is quite challenging. TEDx does eat up a lot of time, and I think I, I think once I think once if you get the right blend of people with you who are as passionate about about the endeavors, then I think you should be good. It's not impossible, but then yes, it is challenging. <laughs> it's not impossible. Thirty three hundred people produced TEDx events last year with, um, you know, lots, you know. Big teams, you know, twenty, thirty. Yeah, people. big teams and and big audiences. Exactly. So, Rashi, one of the things I love, I'm a, we've talked about storytelling. One of the things I like is superpowers, because I think to be able to hold down a job and and some people, you know, hold down a job and they work in nonprofits and they do a TEDx, that it takes yeah. a certain amount of superpower. If I were to ask you, I'm going to ask you, which one of these is your superpower? Let me know. Is it organizing, collaborating, producing, marketing, curating, or partnering? Which one is yours? Can, can, I, can I get that again? Sure. It's organizing, curating, collaborating, producing, marketing, and partnering. So I, I, I pick one. Or you could pick two. You could be super powerful. <laughs> I think my my superpower is collaborating. I love uh, one of the reasons why I one of the reasons why I've always wanted to be a part of this was because I love meeting people. I love it. Uh, I I do it through traveling, through TEDxing, or even or even a, a, say an, an Uber drive. I love collaborating. And the, I think the other one would be, uh, the other one would be organizing on the whole. Yes, I love, I love uh, adding. I, I I love I love the two into two. I, I I like to see how things build up. I think this is the first conversation I've had where TEDxing was used as I think as a verb. I love TEDxing. That is great. I'm gonna I'm gonna make a T-shirt that says "I love TEDxing." That's fabulous. Um, Thanks. When when you are, you know, looking back at, I mean, you've you've had good experience. I mean, for for several years now, both as a volunteer, as a co-organizer, working with youth, which is a completely different type of event. Um, very fun event, by the way, listener. If you um, have an opportunity, go check out a TEDx youth event. You'll you'll really enjoy it. What what Rashi is the biggest surprise to you still after having all of this experience? My surprise would be that there are still a lot of people who haven't heard about it. Uh, and and. 
you know, it's, it's, you're, you're right. And I think that that becomes a really a challenge for you as an organizer, right? In your community and getting more people to know about it. True. It does. It does become challenging. I think, especially when you want to reach out to people, I think they ask you, what is it and what does it mean? And then, I think and yeah and I think the 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 funny part is how uh, how you actually have to constantly explain between the difference between TED and TEDx. Sometimes they think when we talk about TED, it's actually the movie, the animated movie. <laughs> you know, you know, I I don't hear that in the United States, but I've heard that from every international organizer I've talked to. Yeah. That the Ted the movie is what people think of, which is hilarious because it didn't do that great here. <laughs> I love that. And so when you say the difference between Ted and TEDx, it's Ted the movie and TEDx, not the main Ted. Yeah, that it is. It happens. Oh, I love that. That's that's hilarious. What 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 is back to my storytelling because I my listener knows I love to talk about dragons and we've already talked about conflict and drama and struggle. What's the biggest dragon that you as an organizer have to face? Uh, the biggest dragon that I have to face is that I think there are a lot of people. Uh, I I struggled a lot in university because uh, in terms of control over content, uh, I mean I did have a lot of uh, I did have a lot of wonderful speakers for my event, and some of them did have controversial topics that they wanted to talk about to the college community. And I think uh, sometimes people things do get in the way where people want you to portray portray your story in a way that appeases to them or is politically correct. Give me an example think, of that. Okay, I'll give you an example of that. Uh, so I I had a speaker uh, who wanted to talk about her solo voyages. And she wanted to talk about how, how her sexual orientation did uh, sort of, you know, it, it kind of, came in the way of things and I think my my university my university deans weren't too happy with that they, they were against uh, they were against the whole concept of homosexuality and gay marriages and they said that gay marriages aren't legal here and you can't talk about all of that and then I also had to talk about I also had to talk about love in the age of porn and how and how different it is so let me, so I'm a little, help me understand. Did the Dean, so this was when you did um, BSMIT and was, why were the Dean's uh, in charge of editorial? Did you run all the speakers by them? Was that a condition? No, uh, the thing was they wanted to, so the, the struggle was in the organization where they wanted to take control over it. So my so my permissions and my process was sanctioned by my previous management. And then uh, my management changed overnight and where they said that, okay, you're doing this and we have, uh, you know, we have no idea what this is and or they, or they do or they don't. But then we would like you to run by the speakers and what they're talking about. So I finally had to, you know, uh, put my foot down and tell them that I'm sorry, that's not allowed. Uh, it's the team that decides 
what it is and at the end of the day it's the speakers that decide what they want to talk about and what they include and what they don't include is at the end of the day at their discretion right you're exactly right rashi and i think you just proved your initial statement is that when you said i think the most important thing is courage i'm sure that was not easy for you to stand up uh to the leadership at the university it was yes it wasn't that easy no there no. were there were a lot of back clashes there were a lot of black clashes and i was so glad that i was in my final year so i didn't have to bear the brunt of anything i had already given my exams was just waiting for my results i'm just really glad that i didn't do it when i was in my third of or, or second year but then it, it was at the end of the day it's it's all a part of your learning experience right yeah it is and 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 fighting for the ideas right the ideas have a right yes. to live what the, all ideas have a right to live what what i so i'm thinking of the first timer uh you know we've got a lot of veteran listeners but for the first timer listeners what advice would you give to them and the magic lies within um and when i say within i mean with the team find people who can because this is not a one man army uh, you need you need to find you need to find a team to make it all happen i think that would be my advice find if if you find a good team half 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 your journey will be i wouldn't say smooth sailing but then it will be easier well it's easier because you have other people on the on the ship right it's staying with the smooth sailing right it it it, it does you cannot produce well i i won't say you can't because there are some people who do this um with very very small teams but having more people to share the load makes a huge difference um it for, does for your event that's coming up later this year or early next year is there something that you're looking forward to the most i'm looking forward to uh the curation yes i'm looking forward to the mix of people that i meet and have you started selecting speakers yet yes but they're all under wraps for now oh yeah no no i understand now in your process do you have it to where you go looking for them and or do you have a a nomination form on your site how do you manage that i actually there's there, there's no fixed rule as such because i think uh i think going a part of the workshop or just seeing people around i think at the end of the day it's the person you meet right i mean i but we, but we don't have forms no we don't have a formal nomination form uh we have a team and uh we we do a lot of things uh you have a good mix of people we have people from university someone who's working so i think it's not i wouldn't say there's a fixed rule or anything as such it just depends yeah i isn't it funny when you um have a desire to find really interesting people you kind of find them in in unusual places and you're you notice that you're always looking so if, like for me if i read a story or i uh, see a book or there's something i'd go oh man i'd love to get that person on my stage and you you're kind of always thinking that way it's like how could how could we get that person who might know that person we could invite them so um rashi i know i know you're going to be going to ted fest and that's your your first time is this this will be your I think you said your first time to uh, the United States is that correct? 
Yes. Oh, that's going to be great. We can't wait to see you. Um, what TEDx, if I could give you a magic carpet and whisk you off to any TEDx in the world, where would you like to go? Can, okay, so I would, uh, if it's within Asia, I would love to visit uh, Dave Lim's TEDx Singapore. Ah. Yeah, I would love to visit that. I have heard a lot of stories from my fellow TEDxers across Asia about it. So I would love to visit that. And closer to the U.S., I would love to visit TEDx Beacon Street. There are uh, there's a long line of organizers that want to go to TEDx Beacon Street. I'm <laughs> I'm excited about that. My wife is a speaker coach, and she coached one of the speakers for Beacon Street this year, and uh, or last year rather. And it was it was great because I think I told this story on another episode where um, you know we we love to watch her clients as they're on stage and. They uh, they were streaming, and I think we were watching my grandson's baseball game. And we're we said, "Oh, we have to go and and watch. Uh, we've got to watch her talk." And so here we are, sitting in the car with the iPhone, streaming a TEDx. I mean, that's dedication, I'll tell you. Uh, when you do that, so um, we will we'll make sure that uh, TEDx Beacon Street saves a seat for you uh, virtually. Okay, and now the um. The show is called Hacking the Red Circle because uh, is is hacking a a term that you're familiar with? Yes, I oh, am. Okay, perfect. Because sometimes I forget in that the, in, the, in the technical sense, and yes, I I in basically figuring it out. That's exactly it. So, what is your best hack? Like, what's that thing you figured out? That's like that secret thing that unlocks and makes your TEDx fantastic. I think my hack would be the fact that at the end of the event, all the people who I put up on stage or I have been part of, we we all become friends. We become like family. There is um, so so it's that um, so is it to is the hack then to think about it as a family? Yes. Got it. Um, we were talking with Greg at TEDx Fargo, and next year he's inviting all 150 speakers that he's had over the years back. And he, he absolutely thinks of them as a family. And it's, it's, you, we work so hard with our teams, right? Cause we're with that, that core team for a year. And then we're yeah. with our volunteers over that week of, you know, we could have so many people that are helping us. And then we work so closely with our speakers. And, and I think you will agree. We've noticed this with speakers is there's, you know, there's that period where they just, they're not sure they can do it. There's that crisis of confidence, right? Say, I don't know if I can do it. I don't know if I'm going to make it. And they get through that. But I, we, every single speaker, uh, I've noticed that there's that one period and it's that bonding that comes through that, you know, that struggle, if you will, that uh, they come out on the other side, they deliver a fantastic talk. And, you, and then you give them a big hug when they come off stage and you're, you're, you're going to be friends for life. Would you agree? I would, I would agree 100%.
Is there anything else that you'd like to talk about your TEDx experience that we could we could leave with our listener today? Well, yeah, I would also like to talk about how um, how we could actually experiment with the audience experience. I think that is one aspect that I truly enjoy. Oh, um, tell me about I, that. I would say in terms of how, you know, you can have different people talking to each other. I think there are so many things that have happened. Uh, people have, I mean, th- there are people I know who have, I would say, uh, become the, the best of friends. They've, mm, um, mm. while have while meeting them or maybe ended up studying together after that. I think since I was in university, there were a few people who ended up doing their masters together they met during a TEDx event I'm, I'm sure you would also hear stories of of people meeting in TEDx events and falling in love I mean that is something that I'm sure I, I think that, that that is something I would like to know I think I would love to know that do you have any stories I you know I don't have any stories of falling in love I have people <laughs> it I, I remember getting a letter one year after our TEDx where she wrote to say thank you that she got the courage to quit her job and start a business that she'd always wanted to do. And now, um, I, I drive by her business all the time. She's got a, it's a grape seed oil company and she quit her job and she did it. And when she worked with us, she was just getting started. I mean, she was just kind of working a day job and this. And she gave um, like some handmade soaps to everybody. And she wrote later and said, thank you so much. I, I got the courage. So it's not a love story, but you know, well, hey, listener, if you know of any love stories, send us, send us an email to love stories at hackingtheredcircle.com. And then we'll publish them. <laughs> we love that. Also, then, I, I do have a similar one. So there were uh, a lot of people on my university event team who managed to who managed to land, uh, you know, who managed to actually land up with a job in their, I would say, dream company because of their TEDx experience. So they said that the amount of intense pressure and the uh, and the enthusiasm, so basically, uh, I, it did it did help them land land up with jobs of their liking. There is a special thing that happens there's an atmosphere that's created there's a sense of possibility and uh, we like to think of it as a new reality that exists when that dream comes true or when that idea gets launched out into the universe and everything is different as a result afterwards um, we have had speakers go on to be asked many, 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 many times to go and redo that talk. And it profoundly affects people, which is why we do what we do. It's about ideas worth spreading, right? Exactly. Rashi, thank you so much for joining us on the show. We we, we wish you all the best. We'll see you uh, in a very, very short time. Please come up, give us a big hug. And uh, we'll uh, introduce you. I think we've got uh, 20 of our first 25 shows are going to be at TEDx. Now, if you are listening to this show after TEDx, go look it up. And if you're an organizer, you want to you know, make sure that you figure out how to block out time to go to these events that are specifically designed for organizers. There is a 
there's an energy and a camaraderie and a sense of family, as uh, Rashi was talking about, that you just um, you don't want to miss. It's such a huge part of the TEDx experience as an organizer. We'd encourage you all to um, figure out how to make time. So, Rashi, thank you so much. Travel safe as you're coming out, and uh, we'll look forward to seeing you very, very soon. Thank you so much, Mark. Have, have a great day ahead. Thanks for listening to Hacking the Red Circle. Have an idea for a guest for the show? Or would you like to tell us your TEDx story? Just drop me a note in an email to mark at hackingtheredcircle.com. Please be sure to rate, write, and review the show on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcast. Makes a huge difference. And share the show with your team as we seek to grow our audience around the world. Until next time, this is Mark Sylvester, your host for Hacking the Red Circle.